Welcome to the Doomsday Bunker Podcast. Your weekly program will be discussing topics such as conspiracy theories, movie theories, and disaster situations. So make sure you're secure in your bunker, and let's start the show. Welcome to the Doomsday Bunker Podcast. My name is Joseph, and I am the host of this podcast. Each and every week, we discuss topics such as conspiracy theories, movie theories, and disaster situations. And this week's episode is the Nickelodeon Conspiracy Theories. But before we start the episode, if you're liking the podcast, please give it a five-star review on any kind of platform that you're listening to this on. And also go ahead and give it a follow so you never miss an episode. But without further ado, let's start the episode. So, as I said at the beginning, this episode is the Nickelodeon Conspiracy Theories. Now, if you've listened to the last two podcast episodes, you know we did a Disney Conspiracy Theory and a Cartoon Network Conspiracy Theory. And this one just kind of wraps it all up as like the major TV shows or movies that we used to watch as kids, or sometimes we still watch now as adults. Uh, It just wraps them all up as conspiracy theories go so this will be the last one of what would be a three-part trilogy with that being said our first conspiracy comes from the show the rugrats now if you don't know what that is or you don't remember what that is it's a show about a bunch of babies that go on imaginary adventures and usually by the end of the show the parents who are unaware of what their kids have been doing this entire episode comes out, either grabs them for dinner to go home, what have you, you know, normal family and baby stuff. And the antagonist of the show is Angelica, who either usually yells at the babies or hits the babies sometimes. She's just really mean to the babies. And the first conspiracy theory that we have is that the babies aren't actually real and they're all inside of Angelica's head. Now, the conspiracy theory goes on to say that Angelica has imagined all the babies because, unfortunately, all the babies have died in one way or another. Tommy, one of the main babies, was stillborn. Chucky, unfortunately, died with his mom back in the 90s. And Lil and Phil weren't actually ever born. They were aborted, and she didn't really know the gender of either one of them, so she just made twins just to have both of them. And this conspiracy theory is just really sad. But I'll dive deep into it more at the end of these next two conspiracy theories just because they're not connected, but I feel like they go together well enough and explain the next two characters, so I'm just going to go over them all at the end. So the next conspiracy theory is about how Dill actually made it. Dill is the brother of Tommy, but he has brain damage because of all the times Angelica has yelled or hit or threw something at him because, one, he's younger than all of the other babies, which I think all of the other babies are like one and two, so he's only a couple months old, and she throws stuff and obviously damages his brain. And the evidence for this one comes from the show that follows the Rugrats called All Grown Up. And in that cartoon, you see all of the babies have grown up into teenagers and going to high school and whatnot, and Dill has developed a little bit of an antisocial problem, And they also don't say it, but they kind of make fun of his character for being a little bit slower, even though he is a little bit younger. You can't really tell unless you pay attention to some of the dialogue and a few later episodes in the series. But that's the explanation for why they think Dill has brain damage is just because when he grew up, he didn't really develop emotionally and physically like all of the other babies. 
And the last conspiracy theory that I had mentioned earlier is that Angelica has schizophrenia and her doll Cynthia is supposed to represent her mom. Now, the theory goes with this one that Angelica is abused and neglected by her parents. And so she starts to form these babies in her mind so that she has friends, someone that will listen to her, someone that she can just push around and feel like she's in control since her parents don't pay attention to her. And when they do, they're usually yelling or constantly telling her to go away because they're busy. And the Cynthia doll that she carries, which is kind of like a Barbie, shows what her mom could have looked like before she had passed away. Because in the theory, it says that Angelica's mom was a drug addict and unfortunately, due to her own circumstances, died. And the doll is recreated to make it look like Angelica's mom. So she has something to hold on to as she grows up and kind of remember her mom, which... Uh, if you've seen the show, the doll looks really creepy. That would be a bad way to immortalize your mom. But overall, all of these are interesting, but not really convincing conspiracy theories. And the only reason I say that is because there are aspects of them where I'm like, okay, I could believe this. But then there's other parts that they pull from that I just, there's holes and I don't really believe it. The first one, when they said that they were all dead, obviously... Um, that could be believable because also something else I forgot to mention is the parents are also kind of reflective of the trauma that has happened with the kids. Like Tommy's dad usually is downstairs building toys for his son that he never had because he was stillborn. Chucky's dad is usually a nervous wreck because he lost his entire family in some kind of accident. And so those could be believable. But then when you get to some side characters like Susie, or like I said, Dill, they don't necessarily show that and something happened to them. So it's just not believable there. And the whole brain damage one with Dill, like I said, when you watch the show, nothing's ever mentioned about how slow or if he struggled. It's just a normal kid developing maybe a little bit slower than others. That just happens in real life. So that's one hole. And then the third one, that one actually is kind of convincing. Uh, I didn't really find much holes in that that I could see. I could actually believe that one. So overall, I could get behind the last one, but the other two are a little iffy. But the reason why I put these on here, like I've said before, is they're either creative, kind of out there, where I still find them interesting, even though there's no plausible way to believe them, or they are believable, and that's something for you guys to decide. Our next conspiracy theory comes from a very popular show, and that show is SpongeBob SquarePants. Now, if you don't know what that show is, one, it's in pop culture all the time. Two, a lot of kids watch it. And three, even I'm sure you've watched it as a kid. But if you don't and you're living under a rock, it's about a sponge who goes on wacky adventures with his friend, Patrick, who is a sea star, and he works at the Krusty Krab. Now, this conspiracy theory has two parts, and it takes us to the Krusty Krab. The first being the Krabby Patty secret formula is crab meat. And also, the Krusty Krab itself is a crab trap. Now, if you look at it, if you've seen it, or if not, just Google the Krusty Krab, you'll see that it looks like a crab and a lobster trap. And so it is saying that the Krusty Krab makes their Krabby Patties with crab meat. And the second part to this conspiracy theory is that Mr. Krabs himself, who is the owner and boss of the Krusty Krab, is a cannibal. Now... Thinking about this whole thing, at first it's like, no, it's a kid's show. That doesn't sound plausible at all. But one, 
you don't see many other crabs in Bikini Bottom at all, or anywhere really. There's one episode where there's a convention for Penny Pinchers where you see a bunch of crabs, but other than that, you don't see very many crabs. Secondly, Plankton, who is one of the main antagonists of the show, has been trying to steal the Krabby Patty secret formula for years, decades even. And he's always tried to replicate it. You see in one episode that he tries different ingredients, but somehow can never get the ingredient to remake the Krabby Patty just as good as the Krusty Krab. And why would that be? Because it's made of crab meat and Mr. Krabs is a cannibal. This one I can believe because like I said, you don't see very many crabs. You don't see ever see what it's made out of every time you see them making the formula or making a batch of Krabby Patties. It's just brown meat by that point, which could be just browned up crab. And like I said, when you go through the entire show that's been on for 20-some years and you only see Mr. Krabs and his mom, and you start to wonder, it could be crab meat that he's just killed all the other crabs and just constantly has an endless supply of crab meat for the Krabby Patty. And now, quite honestly, I don't really know if I can watch Spongebob the same way anymore. Another conspiracy theory about Spongebob is people say on the internet that Spongebob Squarepants isn't necessarily a fake cartoon because Spongebob takes place in Bikini Anole, which is a real place in the United States where they tested a bunch of atomic bombs and bombs in general and is very radioactive. And so they think that Spongebob has just been turned into an animated sponge along with all of his friends and everybody that lives in Bikini Bottom because of radiation. This one is obviously not plausible to me anyway. Secondly, I brought this one up just because it's very popular. Whenever you ask someone if they've heard of a Spongebob conspiracy theory, they usually say that they have heard of this one, being that there was bombs tested in what technically is Bikini Bottom, or at least what it's based off of. So this one isn't all that plausible, but I put it on here because it is rather popular when you look up Spongebob conspiracy theories. Our next conspiracy theory comes from the show Drake and Josh. Now, this was a 2000s, actually real, not animated, sitcom about two brothers who are forced to come together because one brother's mom and one brother's dad get together, get married, and so now they're stepbrothers, and they got to learn to live with each other, become friends, and just go on these, you know, typical 2000s sitcom, you know, adventures and get into mishaps while also trying to go through school and stuff. And the conspiracy theory behind this one is that one of the characters called Crazy Steve, who is played by Jerry Trainer, is in the show. He is quite unhinged, not necessarily dangerous, or at least not seemingly dangerous, but he gets wildly loud and starts yelling at people when something doesn't go his way and is calmed down by either giving candy or something like that. He's a very weird character. And people love him, people hate him, he's a divisive character, but he's just really weird when you watch the show. And this conspiracy theory takes Drake and Josh and the later, more 2010 show, iCarly, and pushes them together because it says that Crazy Steve ends up going, murdering all of Megan's family, which is Drake, Josh, and their parents, and takes her to Seattle, makes her start a new life with him, makes her call him Spencer, who is supposed to be Carly's brother in the iCarly show, 
and just pretty much leaves the area in which he just murdered an entire family, start a new life, and she starts the web show iCarly to try and get the word out to anybody that recognizes her that she's being held captive, but she obviously can't say that, and she's just trying to get back to her regular life while also trying to take down this crazy man. Now, this conspiracy theory, I watched both Drake and Josh and iCarly as I was growing up. I didn't really care much for iCarly, but it was one of those, well, it's on, there's nothing else on, so let's watch it. I'm not necessarily sure that I believe in this one, just because, again, I think it's just a coincidence that they took two actors from the Drake and Josh show and moved them to a different Nickelodeon show, because, again, Nickelodeon likes to just recycle their actors, anybody that'll stay with them. And I can't really get behind this one. It's interesting because, like I said, the character seems unhinged from time to time on the Drake and Josh show. But I can't necessarily believe that he would go as far as this to kidnap someone that he doesn't even know, kill their entire family, and move to a different place. And suddenly there's a new show. But then again, I guess that is what real kidnappers do. They just take someone they don't know. So, you know, I'll leave it up to you guys on whether or not you believe whether this theory is true or not. But the next theory that we will be covering is about the show, The Fairly Odd Parents. Now, this was another 2002. I think it just recently ended with some new seasons and stuff. This show was about a boy named Timmy who has a rough life because his parents don't really pay attention to him, and he has a hard time at school between his crazy teacher always pretty much bullying him, giving him bad grades, and trying to steal his fairies, then he has real bullies, such as a boy named Francis, and he tries to always fall in love with this popular girl that wants nothing to do with him. And above all else, he's got a very abusive babysitter who physically hits him and does whatever she wants to yelling at him and calling him a stupid twerp. And he gets fairies because he has such a rough life, and the fairies are there to try and help him cope with his life and how bad it is. Well, the conspiracy theory says that his fairy godparents are actually guardian angels who are his grandparents who died before he was born. Now, this conspiracy theory says that Timmy believes that they're his grandparents trying to watch over him because his family doesn't really love him, nor do they really care what happens to him because they don't ever interact with him. They don't ever really question what he's doing or try and protect him from his babysitter. He just wants someone to love him and to watch over him. And this is really sad because I know that throughout the show, there's times where like Timmy's dad will be saying something or he said that he was going to put a trophy in a trophy case that he would have won. But instead, he had to give it up, and Timmy ruined his life, and he said his life was over. And when Timmy asked his dad when his life is over, he asks him, how old are you? So his family life, his home life, and his school life is just really terrible. And so he's trying to cope with his grandparents being his fairies. Now, on top of that, a second conspiracy theory is that his parents actually know that he has fairies, and they're not as dumb as we think. And this conspiracy theory says that his parents purposely neglect him and make sure he has a terrible babysitter so that they, he can get his fairies, keep them for the duration of his childhood. Because it's also said that once you grow up to a certain age that your fairies go away, whether or not you have a terrible childhood or not. But they keep it this way so that one, 
they can continue blowing all their money on whatever they want to do and not really take care of him or really care about him. Secondly, he has his own little friends that will help him through life and grant his wishes and stuff. Again, it's a it's a tricky situation when you think about it because you start to wonder, are they really terrible parents or are they trying to keep the magical beings around for him to grant their every wish so that they don't really have to get him anything he wants? It's a really on-the-line subject. And quite honestly, I believe both of these just because one Coping mechanisms are what get some of us through the day. I know it goes to the extreme to where you need to be seen or to get some medical advice. But also, when you have that much trauma like he does, there is certainly a definite line where you can tell that coping mechanisms need to be put in place. And or if the fairies were real, it definitely needs them because of how rough his life is. The next conspiracy theory comes from the show Caillou. This show was watched mostly by kids. It was kind of on PBS. It might have been on Nickelodeon here and there. But this theory talks about how, unfortunately, Caillou has passed away. And all of the episodes showing all of his adventures and him learning on how to do things on the typical, you know, learning how to count, learning what fire trucks are type of thing is all because his grandmother is telling stories about his past, about what he was when he was alive, and she's just trying to keep the memory of her grandson alive. Now, this one's kind of sad because there's a second conspiracy theory that says that the reason why he's bald is because he has cancer, and his grandmother is telling, once again, telling those stories about what had happened throughout his childhood, all the adventures that he went on, because they want to keep the memory alive. This one, I'm not 100% sure... Um, is even really plausible just because it's a kid's show, so I don't want to get too dark, but, you know, most of these are kid shows. Secondly, you do hear a lot from the grandmother telling the stories of the opening of the episodes and, you know, the endings, but you still hear him talk and you still see him do things. So it's not necessarily that he's dead. It just, again, could be that his grandma is trying to remember that day of what had happened, she starts telling it, Caillou comes in, and the episode goes on. This isn't one that I really believe, but again, it's one of those kind of makes you think because there is some unanswered questions about the show. The next conspiracy theory comes from the show The Pinky and the Brain. This one I didn't really get to watch as a kid, mainly because, once again, this is one of those 90 cartoons that happened before my time and then when I was able to watch Nickelodeon. There was more so reruns, but there wasn't a lot of them, or it was later on in the night when I wasn't able to watch them. But this one states that the song in Pinky and the Brain kind of leads you into what the show is actually about. The lyric in the song is, one is a genius, one is insane, and everybody thinks that the brain is the one that's the genius, and Pinky is insane. But really, the conspiracy theory says that it's flipped, that Pinky is actually a genius and he's studying the brain on all these adventures that they go on and the shenanigans, the, the inventions that brain tries to make when he tries to take over the world. I put this one on here because I don't really have opinion on this one. Like I said, I didn't really get to watch it as a kid. But from what I know about the show, I thought it was kind of interesting because, again, everybody thought Pinky was just stupid and he didn't really have 
much to contribute to brains, diabolical schemes that take over the world. And if the conspiracy theory is true, well, then it really puts into perspective on how people think one thing and really it's the opposite. I just thought it was interesting to put in here. You can decide whether or not it's true or not based on if you care or if you've seen the episode at all. The last couple of theories that I'm going to be putting on at the end of this episode here is ones that I don't believe just because either I've never watched it or it's just too out there that I don't really believe it, but I did find it interesting or, you know, very popular online that people come up with these and it's a popular theory, so I just decided to put them on at the end. One of which being Steve from Blue's Clues apparently is a neglected father and the conspiracy theory goes that Steve has a son in Blue's Clues, but all he really cares about is doing some kind of drug and going and finding clues with Blue. And the only real evidence behind this one is the fact that in some episodes, you hear the kids trying to tell Steve which way to go or, oh, the clue's right behind you or whatever. And in one episode, you do hear a baby laughing which turns out to be Paprika, who is apparently supposed to be the child of Pepper and Salt. But the only real evidence is the children that you hear apparently is supposed to be Steve's real children, and he's just off in his own little world. And again, the problem with this is it's a children's show. It's one of those interactive, when you're a kid, you're supposed to shout at the TV screen, and then the audience of kids that's there at the taping also says the same thing you say, then he turns around and it's supposed to be like, oh my god, he found it, I can speak through the TV, when in reality you can't. But this is one of those I really don't believe, because again, there's not much evidence behind it. Another conspiracy theory that kind of follows the same lines is Dora the Explorer has been captured and all of these places that she goes and asks for people help, she is trying to alert someone to show her, one, where to go to get help, or two, to recognize her to get her some help. And the only really evidence behind this one is She's constantly going to all these places. Her parents don't care. She doesn't have any siblings. Later on, you see that she has a cousin who gets his own TV show, but she just keeps going to all these places, getting into these different kind of situations, and no one's really there to stop her or to care because she's like, what, nine? So it is said that she is kidnapped, and she's asking all these people on where to go or, oh, can you see this for me? Because she is kidnapped and she's trying to get someone's attention to help her. And again, this is one of those that's very popular online if you search it. But it's not something I believe in. The next conspiracy theory comes from the show The Amanda Show. This was a 2000 cartoon for Amanda Bynes. Where it's just a bunch of Nickelodeon actors and actresses doing a bunch of little skits throughout the entire show. It's presented as like a comedy show. But there is an antagonist in the show called Penelope, who is supposed to be Amanda Bynes' biggest fan. And she goes throughout the whole show and every episode, putting on these elaborate plans to try and get to meet Amanda. I believe she met Amanda in one of the episodes. Again, I didn't really watch this show much as a kid. But the theory states that Penelope actually got to Amanda at one point and ended up killing her, taking over her life so that she could be Amanda. So one, 
She never has to idolize anybody because then she can just idolize herself while everybody else idolizes her as well. And then also she can be the star of the show and star of everybody's life, really. Because, again, the show centers around Amanda and how people do little skits that try to make it onto her show. It's called The Amanda Show. So she has her own show. And so Penelope kills her to try and take her life, to try and be the big star that she always wanted to be instead of trying to get to Amanda by all of these elaborate plans. And this one, again, I don't really believe. I just thought it was fun to put at the end of the list as kind of a scary old, you know, type of thing for the Amanda show because I don't really feel like that show gets a lot of mentions nowadays. But that will conclude this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I know some of these got kind of dark. I'm going to put uh, notice at the beginning that it's an explicit episode just because, again, some of these had to deal with drugs and personal problems. And I put this on here as kind of uh, something to think about, but not trying to ruin the cartoon and not trying to make light of any situation as far as mental health or abuse or anything like that. That's not what we do on this podcast. So again, I will put a disclaimer at the beginning. So before you click on the episode, you'll see that it's not for anybody really under the age of 14. But thank you so much for watching. Like I said, this will be the conclusion of the trilogy that we've had going on between Disney, Cartoon Network, and Nickelodeon. Next week, we'll have a new fun topic that won't deal with any of this stuff that we've talked about or any cartoons in general. So thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. If you really do like the podcast, please give it a like, tell your friends, follow five stars, whatever you do on the podcast platform that you're listening on. Also, just to let you know, we will soon be coming out with a Facebook page for the podcast. So you can put on there what you would like to hear. Hopefully you like the podcast, you follow the page. And as always, have a great day. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. If you like what you heard, come back next week for another episode as we post a new episode every Thursday. Every Thursday. Until then, stay safe and we'll see you next time.